York-bound publications. Listen to this episode and others free at YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Chapter 3 Amanda attempted to catch her breath as she looked at herself in the bathroom mirror. She was hyperventilating. Tonight was the night she was going to introduce her adult son to her new boyfriend Bryce. This was a big deal to Amanda. Petey was 18 years old, and in that time he had never seen her with any other man but his dad. And that was so long ago that he probably barely remembered that. Petey and her new lover Bryce getting along meant everything to Amanda. This was the final step in a long road that had been leading to her completely getting her shit together and turning her life around. Amanda had kicked the habit of doing illegal things to earn money. She had kicked the habit of not giving a fuck about rules. She now understood that legal taxpaying citizens worked legal jobs to earn money. And most importantly, Amanda was back in her son's life. Amanda had never had her shit together this much as an adult. She didn't make a bunch of money at her job, but over the course of a year and some change she'd had three promotions and was now a supervisor at Ultra Cable Company. Things were looking pretty good for Amanda especially when you considered how far she had come. Amanda was no dummy. She was aware that, just like a drug addict, one small thing could cause her to backslide. And just like a drug addict, once the backslide started things got very ugly. All it took was a trigger. Amanda hoped like hell that this dinner would not be her trigger. Nah, I gotta bounce. I gotta go over my mom's house to meet her new boyfriend. Petey said as he put his pants on and looked around the floor for his shirt. Tasha sighed and sucked her teeth. Well I gotta get home to my lame as husband anyway. You better not tell anyone at work. I ain't trying to lose my job for sleeping with my coworker. Petey stopped putting on his clothes and looked at Tasha. We can lose our jobs for that? Hell yeah. Mr. Gentry don't play that shit. Tasha was lying through her teeth. Well, she was halfway lying. Jibro did not hive a policy that stated that co-workers were prohibited from having relationships with or sleeping with other co-workers. Now, James Gentry's personal policy was a different story. Gentry didn't hire any women he had not slept with or didn't plan on sleeping with. Facts. And if Gentry hired a woman and she was not willing to sleep with him, that woman would not be employed at Jibro for much longer. Gentry looked at every woman he hired as an item he personally owned. Gentry had never been into sharing. That was why he had no business partners. He'd rather kill a business partner than have to share profits with them for an extended period of time. This is documented facts with dozens of unsolved murders as proof. Anyway, Tasha knew the rules. Petey didn't. But Tasha really liked Petey so she took a chance. Tasha was a married woman, but she cheated on her husband like she changed her underwear. It was really nothing to her. Petey made sure to tuck the little piece of info Tasha had just gave him in the back of his mind. He wasn't going to tell anybody anyway, but he was happy that he now knew the consequences of letting the details or just simple acknowledgement of this rendezvous leak out. He definitely wasn't going to say anything. Furthermore, he was going to continue having sex with Tasha. Her head was superb, and probably more importantly, Petey wasn't having sex with anyone else at the moment. Sharita had been on some funny shit lately. He had not talked to her since the last time they had sex. Petey guessed that she was at home playing happy wife happy life with her nutass husband. Sharita's situation irked Petey, but he still had to admit that he was feeling pretty damn good about things right now. He'd just smashed Tasha's fine ass, and Lord knows he'd been lusting after her since the first time he'd laid eyes on her. He was making pretty good legal money. He liked his job, and he hated to admit, the fellow employees also. Rocco was an old dickhead, but he was a pretty cool dude. He seemed to really be attempting to show Petey the ropes. But probably more importantly than all of that, Petey had come up off of a clue today. 
A clue that would lead him to finally find out exactly what type of shit this gentry cat was in too. Petey was supposed to go see Billy Bates tonight but he got that call from Tasha. Fuck that. Billy Bates' dumb ass would still be around tomorrow, unless of course, somebody killed his dumb ass tonight, which probably wasn't going to happen. Petey still had no idea what exactly he was going to do when he did find out what Gentry did. Was he going to attempt to frame him? Quit his job? Demand a raise? Kill him and take over his empire for himself? Or was he simply being nosy? Deep down inside Petey canoe it was likely the latter. He still wanted to know though. And he was going to find out soon enough. Petey was feeling pretty good about life in general as he exited the hotel's lobby. Petey was happy for his mom and couldn't wait to see what type of square-ass dude she was bringing to dinner tonight. Amanda had managed to calm herself down just as she was finishing up cooking dinner. The two glasses of wine had helped with that. A lot. She'd cooked Petey's favorite meal. Baked macaroni and cheese, collard greens, candy yams, and two Cornish hens. Amanda had also baked a chocolate cake. That was Bryce's favorite. As Amanda was just about to pull her Cornish hands out of the oven she heard the sound of her doorbell. Her heart felt like it stopped. Amanda was frozen in place for a quick seconds. She took a deep breath as she sat the Cornish hands on the kitchen table and took her apron off as she headed toward the front door. She opened the door and immediately smiled. I take that back. Smiled is a bad description. Amanda was practically giddy as she opened her front door. Bryce stood in the doorway smiling with a dozen red roses in one hand and a bottle of wine in the other. Amanda was used to seeing Bryce in casual gear. Some slacks and maybe a button-down shirt or something. Tonight though, Bryce was shitty sharp. He was rocking a grey two-piece Tommy Hilfiger suit, a pair of burgundy gator boots, and a burgundy Stetson hat. His silk shirt was also burgundy along with his pocket square. Okay, I'll admit. Bryce showed up at the door looking more like a Detroit pimp than anything. But if this was 1994, just know, Bryce's lay would have been the shit. Bryce handed Amanda the flowers he carried as he leaned in and gave Amanda a big hug. Seconds later the two were embraced in a kiss, and that turned into a mini makeout session on the front porch. Amanda remembered that Petey would be here soon and took a step back as she looked at Bryce with bedroom eyes. Save some of that for later on tonight. Bryce grabbed one last handful of Amanda's butt cheeks before he responded. Most definitely. Amanda and Bryce went into the house and sat on the couch as they talked. The two acted like teenagers. They didn't want to be caught because both knew Petey was on his way, they just did not know when he might arrive. Bryce didn't want Amanda's son's first impression of him being Bryce fingering his mother's kitty or something like that. And Amanda never wanted Petey to ever see her in a compromising position. Just the mere thought of it made her shudder. Yet, even with all of that on the table, neither one could keep their hands off on one another as they sat on the couch. Fifteen minutes later, Amanda heard Petey putting his key in the front door. She knew it was Petey because he was the only person who had a key to her house besides herself. Petey shuffling the keys in the door gave her enough time to jump up off of Bryce's lap and fix her dress a little. Amanda was standing up and Bryce was sitting down as Petey entered the house, but they still looked suspicious. Like they'd been caught doing something. Amanda hurried across the room and hugged her son tightly before she introduced him to Bryce. Petey politely smiled and shook Bryce's hand but he didn't like him right off the bat. It wasn't all because Petey knew that Bryce had probably been in here doing all kinds of things to his mother before he'd walked in. That was a part of it. But Petey was sure that he knew Bryce's type. Just by looking at him and hearing him say a few words. Petey was getting con man slash scammer vibes from Bryce. Petey wasn't going to say anything though or cause any trouble. 
He could feel that his Mai was really hoping that he and Bryce got along. The dinner went by without a problem. Everyone actually seemed to be enjoying themselves. Petey played the game really well. He planned on getting to the bottom of what Bryce was really all about. But that shit had to wait. Petey had some heavier things on his mind right now. Dash. Oh, let me see how that one came out. Sharita smiled as she looked at the pictures Rachel had just taken of her, Jason, and little JT Sharita was filled with joy as she looked at her family unit. Husband, son, house, two cars, good jobs. Anyone looking in at Sharita's life from the outside would think that her shit was perfect. Sharita's friends actually envied her life, and they told her that quite often. She actually had the perfect life. Well, at least the perfect life that would look good to others. The type of things people raved about on social media. Sharita met Jason when she was a freshman at Rutgers University. Walking onto a college campus was like stepping into a new world for Sharita. She was all alone in this new world too. Sharita's roommate, Brittany was the only person Sharita talked to at the school for about two whole weeks. Sharita and Brittany clicked right away. Brittany was from West Philly and Sharita was from North Philly. Inside of the city, different neighborhoods can be as different as night and day. But outside of the city, people from Philly were considered homeboys and homegirls. It really didn't matter what part of the city you were from. Sharita and Brittany were a lot alike. Back at home both had been quiet and reserved. Usually kept to themselves and out of trouble. Being here alone at college though was different. They both were looking to let loose and get in on all of the things they'd been missing out on back home all of those years. Brittany went through with her plans to get buckwild since she was on her own for the first time. For some strange Rio SN, and she didn't really know why, Sharita didn't. A few months later she was happy that she'd had that premonition. Meanwhile, Brittany tried to fuck everything moving during her first month at school. Sharita even knew for a fact that Brittany had, had sex with multiple dudes in a 24-hour span. They were roommates, of course Sharita knew. Sharita also knew something else before Brittany did. That people around campus were talking mad shit about her. Women and men both agreed that Brittany was the biggest freak on campus. Sharita still planned on exploring what the real world had to offer, but watching word spread around campus about Brittany had taught her an important lesson. Never shit where you eat. By winter break Sharita had begun to spread her wings. College parties were lit, and were definitely the place you wanted to be if you planned on having a good time. Sharita was looking for a good time. She also wasn't looking to have her name dragged through the mud for doing so either. Sharita started going to other colleges to get her party on and experiment. All college parties were pretty much the same weren't they? Sharita's first stop on her freakum tour was Keene University. A smaller chul than Rutgers. In her eyes, Keene was far enough away from Rutgers for whatever she did not to make its way back to campus. And the school was still close to her campus at the same time. Both schools were in New Jersey. Just to be on the safe side, Sharita decided to throw on a long black wig. She was incognito. Sharita planned on being a face people wouldn't remember, while being a face that stood out at the same time. You know what I'm saying? When Sharita walked on campus she simply followed the crowd to the party. She never even made it there. Sharita already had her mind made up that she was going to have sex with the first person that hit on her. That happened on her way to the party. Sharita went back to the guy's room with him and had sex with him all night. By the time the morning came she didn't even remember his name. Didn't want to either. She had no plans on ever seeing this guy again in life. She gave him a fake number before she headed back to Rutgers. As Sharita rode the bus back to campus she couldn't stop smiling. The thrill of just having had a one-night stand was like a shot of B12 to her. She loved every single thing about the experience. 
What she loved most was that she didn't have the fear of being judged. The rush was awesome. Sharita knew that this was something that she was going to do again. She also knew that this was a world that she would never allow to collide with her other one. Heading out on the weekends to have one-night stands at campuses she did not attend quickly became one of Sharita's favorite things about college. Sharita had sex with any and everyone. Male, female, threesomes, whatever. Sharita wanted to do it all. Meanwhile, back at the school she did attend, Sharita was gaining a reputation as a prude. Many, many people tried to get with her. No one had a chance in the world. Sharita's was far from interested in anyone at the school, especially after seeing how Brittany had been talked about for simply having a little fun. Right around spring break of her freshman year Sharita met Jason. He was a senior. Jason was on the basketball team. His chances of going to the NBA weren't looking all that great. Sharita did not give Jason some play because she thought that he was going to be in the NBA making a bunch of money. Sharita got with Jason because he was persistent. Sharita turned Jason down at least 10 times before she even gave him a few minutes of her time. But when she finally did, she was happy. Jason was a complete gentleman. Jason and Sharita quickly fell in love with one another. Before the school year was over the two were already attending family functions at one another's houses. Sharita's weekend flings did not stop though. She'd actually picked up the pace a little. Sharita barely ever had sex with Jason. When she did it was always missionary. Never anything to let on that there was more to her. A whole lot more. Jason and Sharita got married that summer. Sharita was never sure if she loved, loved Jason like that, but marriage seemed like the right thing to do. Besides, she wasn't going to find a dude better than Jason out here. She was sure of that. Jason didn't go to the NBA after he graduated. That was no surprise. He was hot garbage on the court. The only reason why he'd even made the team in the first Paltse was because the coach had attended college with Jason's dad back in the day. Plus he liked the kid. Jason teamed up with one of his former classmates and created Syntex Security, an internet security firm. Syntex secured two huge contracts in their first three months of operation. Syntex was on the rise. Sharita got pregnant that same month. Jason was ecstatic, for a few minutes. It didn't take long for reality to slap him dead in the face. He had a young wife who was still in college and not working, and now he was GTOing to have a baby to care for also. Syntec had a couple big contracts, but the company wasn't really profitable yet. They had not even made their investors their money back yet. It would be years before Syntec would actually become a profitable business. Even though Jason knew that Syntec was going to be big in the future, he needed money right now. Jason ended up selling his 50% stake in the company for $1.3 million. It may sound like a lot of money, but Syntec was already looking like it was going to be worth hundreds of millions or even billions of dollars in a few more years. Jason knew it too. But he did the right thing for the woman he loved and his baby that was on the way. Sharita never stopped doing her weekend flings. Even while she was pregnant. After she had her son, Sharita's weekend flings became more frequent than just weekends. Jason purchased the couple a home in the suburbs with some of his money from the sale. He was currently working from home attempting to create the next big app that would compete with the former one he helped create, Syntec, which was now worth a couple hundred million dollars. But his full-time work-from-home job was website design. Jason was making a few dollars too. He wasn't struggling or anything, but Jason was always hoping to create something as big as what he'd missed out on. Sharita finished college, but she never got a job after she graduated. Instead, she got some money from Jason and started a little business. Sharita made and sold candles. All types of candles. Sharita's business was actually profitable. 
kind of surprising to hear that making and selling candles is a profitable business huh? Yep, more people love buying candles than you think. Sharita took some of her profits and rented out a warehouse and an office in Center City, Philadelphia. Sharita checked her Rolex watch for the third time in the last five minutes. Jason became more irritated every time she did it. First he was mad that she'd brought her freaking assistant Rachel to the zoo with him. With Sharita always working these little family outings were starting to happen less and less. The Sakong thing that was pissing him off was that she kept looking at her watch. What the hell did she have to do that was more important than spending time with family? Jason was mad, but he knew better than to say anything out of his mouth. He still remembered what happened the last time he fucked around and got a little bold. Sharita had not spoken to Jason or slept next to him for an entire month. Can you imagine? Living with someone and walking past them every day without speaking to them for an entire month? Jason was devastated. Jason loved Sharita more than life itself. He was terrified of losing her. Not because he didn't think he could get someone else. Jason was terrified of losing Sharita because he couldn't bear the thought of someone else touching her. It drove him insane. I'm not just saying insane to throw a word in there. Jason literally lost his mind whenever he thought about someone else touching Sharita. The couple had, had to fix holes in the walls in their house for that very reason. I guess it was better that Jason hit walls when he was like that than hitting someone else. Anyway, Kwasan stood by hilding little JT as he awaited the inevitable. It came shortly after Sharita looked at her watch for the fourth time. I gotta get out of here babe. I'm late for a meeting. Sharita said as she picked JT up and gave him a big kiss. She sat the five-year-old down and turned to Jason a kiss on the cheek before her and Rachel began heading for the exits. Jason stood there holding JT's hand as his blood boiled. He calmed down a little as JT dragged him toward the elephants. Jason planned to make this an enjoyable day for his son, even if his mother had better things to do. But Jason was not going to forget this shit. There's only so much a person can take before they hit that breaking point. Sharita had some business to handle, but it had absolutely nothing to do with candles. She quickly dropped Rachel off before she headed off to her destination. Sharita wasn't in college anymore. She was 23 years old now. Going to college parties to look for one-night stands was not her thing anymore. Besides, she wouldn't be interested in anybody there anyway, Sharita was now into older guys. Through her travels she'd learned that older guys were more likely to be capable of handling a one-night stand. Younger guys frequently let their emotions get in the way. Sharita had already had a few close calls with that dumbass shit. A couple times someone she'd had a fling with had seen her out and recognized her. She had to convince the person that he had the wrong chick. One guy had stalked her and hung around her shop for a week straight. She had to call the cops and have him arrested. Thankfully none of the drama had never come anywhere near her house or Jason. Every person Sharita had an issue with was under 25 years old. Nah, she was done with the young dudes. Period. No exceptions. Sharita also learned that it was best to fuck around with men that were already married. No emotional attachments, just sex for one night. Another bonus incentive she found from fucking with older men was that they loved to lick things. Titties, toes, ass. Everything. Sharita was with all of that. Sharita had found something that was better than trolling college parties or local bars for some nightly fun. The internet. Sharita had found a site called sugardaddiesruse.com. Unlike most females who went to the site, Sharita was not looking for some older rich dude. She was simply looking for an older dude. Preferably one who was happily married. She didn't need anyone's money. Sharita was doing pretty well financially. Sharita had been having good luck with using the site. All of her experiences were one-on-one -on -one and all of them had went how she'd hoped.
this meeting was going to be a little different. In one of the chatrooms someone was promoting something they called the fuckathon. The fuckathon was promoted as an 8-hour fuck session. The only rule was have fun. Only certain members were invited. The hookups on the site had a rating system. You could rate a person based on the experience you had when the two of you hooked up. To get an invitation to the fuckathon required a 4.5 out of 5 star rating. Sharita's rating was 5 stars. She was like royalty around these parts. The fuckathon worked like this, you know those speed dating meetups. You sit and talk to people for a few minutes then decide if a person had impressed you enough to earn a date with you. The fuckathon was sort of like that. Except the getting to know you part consisted of 3 minute quickies. Then when you found the person whose sex you enjoyed the most after having a little sample, that was who you would be spending the rest of the 8 hours with. Sharita had 10 potential dudes to chose from. She'd made her pick after sampling just two. She knew it would get no better in this bunch. Sharita picked a tall dark-skinned guy who said his name was Tim. They'd had sex twice before she even found out his name. They did a little talking after the second round of sex. That was a mistake. Tim was a smooth talker. Sharita found herself being charmed by the very handsome man. Before she even left the fuckathon, Sharita knew that she was going to be seeing Tim again.